Camp, 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 Radio. Camp, Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerage, and I'll be your host. Many youth groups throughout the years have looked to the past and really kind of contemplated having reunions, and sometimes those reunions turn into camp experiences that continue for years. We have with us today Joel Rayburn. Uh, he is uh, the Director of Communication and Audiovisual from Westminster uh, Presbyterian Church in Nashville, and he's also a member of CODA Messianic Congregation in Nashville as well. Joel, thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's good to be here. Joel, you've been a friend. We've been friends since childhood. It's been a long time. Yeah, very long time. And so I, I'm, I haven't seen you very much until recently uh, in the last, I guess, the last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, we uh, started communicating a little bit about uh, Outback Camp. But uh, to start off with, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, to start, I mean, I think the biggest thing in my life that's you know, you, you hold the light bulb over your head is I'm a preacher's kid. And my dad was a pastor in Alpha Baptist Church in Morristown. That's where I was born. Dad was very influential in the East Tennessee area with youth. And so it's had a big impact on my life. So I'm a preacher's kid. I was a youth director at Bethelview Baptist Church, uh, Mulberry Baptist Church in Charlotte. And uh, through all that, we had, you know, we got into camping. My dad got into camping back in the 60s and 70s. And he passed he passed that on that passion on to me and my brother. Then we just ended up taking off. My brother became a pastor. I became a youth pastor. Then I hit a bump in the road and left the youth ministry, but then started uh, audiovisuals in churches in, in the Northeast. And now I'm back in Nashville through, via Oklahoma City. I, I'm kind of like a, I'm not, I don't want to say a, a wanderer for Christ. Right. I don't, I don't want to say, you know, they say that not all that wander are lost. Uh, so, uh, but I feel like God's taken me to these different areas of the country and I've picked up really interesting and cool things that I, I hope that I can share with the kingdom and, uh, man, it, and, but camping, man, is, it, it is my heart. I was, uh, saved at a camp hope North and, uh, outside of Canton, North Carolina. And man, I, I fell in love. And let me tell you, camp saved my life, uh, going through some really tough times after high school. If it wasn't for camp, that's the only thing I had to hold on to. I'd get I'd get to the end of camp, and then I knew the year was ahead. But I I thought if I can make it another year, I get another week of camp, and so that's how important. And God used that I, I believe to keep me alive. He used Christ centered camping, and it, it's a beautiful thing. We've we've seen so many fingers off of it. So so I'm really just a camping spirit. I, like I told you a few minutes ago, I'd have loved to have went into camping ministry, but God knew my body wouldn't hold up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I get to uh, co, you know, co-produce or whatever you want to call it, co-direct uh, camps with David Matlock and BJ. And and it's just a really cool, uh, that's, that's kind of who I am. And I, I mean, I have a great wife. Let me talk about her for a second. Okay. God gave me an amazing wife who puts up with my shenanigans. And I met her in Philly at a church first lady i saw when i walked in the door uh to work the first sunday and god has 
blessed me with her. And I just, I don't say it enough, but man, she's a rock. I mean, she truly is. And uh, if anybody needs prayer, you just email me and I'll send to my wife. She's got a line like I have never seen before. So, so I just want to throw that out there for my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we grew up together. Yes, uh, we did. We, we went to Bethlehem View Baptist. You know, I can, I started thinking as you talked about, uh, just the what has impacted your life through that church alone. And I, I, you know, hopefully all of our churches are producing mm-hmm. uh, ministers. Right, right. And uh, I know Bethel's produced many, oh, many over the years. I mean, your generation, the generation of youth, we've got four or five ministers just out of that. We got people teaching school, Christian school. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. They're my babies. I, I didn't have children, uh, but during that time of youth work, they were my children and God used them to give me that love for kids. And, and to like this weekend, uh, I invited as many that could come. I had 12 kids from 30 years ago that are my babies and I call them my children. <laughs> uh, they came in and we kind of hung out and that is great, man, to see God working in their lives. Well, and, and right now this is, uh, this is kind of, and we're going to discuss this. This is kind of a reunion for Outback yes. Camp. Yep. And, and mostly what we were going to talk about what that means. But before we do that, and I think you kind of expressed a little bit of what your passion for ministry is, but maybe elaborate on that. Um, I love to connect churches. I love, uh, and a lot of that was through youth groups, but I w- our church and my, and the, how I approach ministry is I want to get out of our four walls and go at least into every, into the world, but then grab as many people as we can and pull them back in. But not, you know, we have, we still have the four walls, but the kingdom to me is I'm, I got to grab as many people as I can while I'm here. And, uh, we kind of did that at Bethel view and, and we did it through relationships I mean, we weren't, we weren't hyper, uh, and there's nothing wrong with being, uh, evangelical. I love it, uh, but we weren't hyper about anything. Uh, you know, some people say we weren't mad about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, we just learned to love each other. Mm-hmm. And then through that, we learned to love the world. And then an example is, I, you know, I, I started out with two youth kids. By the time I left youth ministry, we had a hundred voice youth choir, but it was all about camp. We grew our church, our youth group through camp. Uh, we didn't use camp as discipleship. We used it as evangelism tool. Everything that you see in my life, as far as ministry, I try to take mission, discipleship, evangelism. Every single thing that I've done in the past has three of those wrapped up. I don't do just discipleship. I don't do just, it's all wrapped up together because you're at different levels. And so you can minister at these different levels. And so uh, we kind of used at Bethelview. That's, that's kind of how we were, you know, and even when you were there, I mean, we were in youth group together. It was, it was all about getting out into the world and sharing Christ and man, it's, it's a huge legacy. Um, and that's what I tried to teach when I did camps and youth and now they're doing it. It's really cool. Joel Kirk, he's a, a big example of that. And you will see his ministry at his church. It's just like it was at Bethel View. So it's, it's pretty cool to see that. And, and you, your dad had a big impact. on. Oh, this. my word. Oh, dad was a lot of people don't know this. Dad was kind of on the ground level of the uh, Tennessee Baptist Youth Conference. He was one of the first bunch of churches that got together. And see, yeah. that's what it is. Dad never liked to do things by himself, but he wanted to get all these little churches that couldn't afford uh, big camps and stuff like that and work to get the get the cost down and just 
bring as many people as you possibly can from other churches just to help them with their ministry. So it was, it was never about Bethel View. Mm-hmm. It was always about, I mean, like this weekend, I mean, the major church at this camp is uh, First Baptist Damascus, Virginia. The people that are helping are all Bethel View people so that uh, Damascus can enjoy their camp. So, and that's just the DNA of my ministry and uh, Outback. Yeah. Well, and you need to get your dad to listen to this. Since yeah. Since yeah. Dad, dad wanted to be here so bad. He, his health is failing. Mm-hmm. He'd give anything. I mean, his heart, his brain wants to be here. His body just can't do it. And so it's really sad, but he's left a huge, huge legacy in East Tennessee. He has. And, and it, which has been distributed throughout the world. And it, and I know he doesn't see it. He he doesn't see that, but we do. And I hope God allows him to see that when he uh, gets to glory. I want to be there to to see it happen, and I think that's going to be amazing. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Outpack Camp. So, where did it originate from? Okay, Dad started the camps. Mm-hmm. Now we we didn't call it Outback till about the eighties. He started uh, youth mm-hmm. camps out of Alpha Baptist Church in uh, Morristown. My dad didn't know a lot about camps and stuff like that but he knew about colleges mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so he'd pack out lee's mccray the colleges and just get all the churches a lot of people from florida georgia south carolina north carolina they would come in and uh, attend his camps and uh, like i said the dna is still there it, it was the disciplines of uh, your walk with christ and uh, so it started there and then what happened was dad was getting older. My brother became his youth pastor. So Aaron took over. So he's second generation outbacker. That's where he named Aaron named the camps. Then Aaron grew out and became a pastor. And then I stepped in to become my dad's youth pastor. And then I took over. And then what we did is we came here. We came to Camp Carson. It was Camp Carson then. Right. And so we were in that little camp, Camp Hobo yeah. <laughs> over in North Carolina. <laughs> and loved that camp, a lot of memories, but man, it was tough. Uh, it was like coming coming to a paradise here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of where it is. Then I stopped, you know, I left the youth ministry, mm-hmm. and then they carried on for a couple of years. Matt Warren, shout out. Uh, Pete Tackett, shout out. You know, Dave, Lamar Farrell. So yeah. these guys kept it going. And then, you know, they're pastors. So I think you have to be born with this DNA to be a youth pastor to keep churches together to do things. And so these guys are pastors. They get, they're busy. And so they just kind of folded it about 20 years ago. And this weekend would be 20 years. And we, uh, we, 4th of July was always our week at Camp Carson. This is a redemption story. This is a celebration story. This is a rebirth. We just want any church that even hears this, they can contact us. Uh, it's a little, we're a little silly and I, that's fine. I mean, we want little churches to understand that there are big churches out there that are willing to bring them in, and they can be as much a part of the program. I'm not a part. I'm not the program. I get everybody else and use the talents of the other churches. They're as big a part of the program as the the people organizing it. So that's kind of where we're at. We're at a rebirth, and it's a great place to be at uh, Carson Springs for that because this is where we kind of left it 20 years ago. Now we're back, and it's 
man, I got people calling all over the nation going, okay, we're in next year. We're in next year. I'm like, man, Camp Carson better start getting on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know how we're going to do this, yeah. but I think it's a beautiful thing. And, yeah. and Matlock, I've turned the spiritual leadership part over to Dave Matlock out of uh, Damascus, Virginia. He's, man, probably the greatest youth director. He, he was a youth director until he was, uh, uh, I think, 55. Great, one of the greatest youth directors in the world. Mm. And uh, so it's in good hands. He's got lots of energy. Oh, my word. Yeah. He, I, I just can't keep up with him. Yeah. I'm ruined from yesterday yeah. just trying to keep up with him. <laughs> I mean, I, it'll take me weeks to get over this. Yeah. So, man, he has a heart for the Lord. He has a heart for reaching anybody. It's not just Southwest Virginia. It's not East Tennessee. It's whoever wants uh, a chance to be a part of something bigger than their four walls and themselves. And uh, so that's kind of who we are, man. We, we'll, take, we'll take anybody. Man, have an open mind because we are silly. And but then they, they get it. Yeah. <laughs> After they're here, they're going, it's shell shock at first. But it's really Christ-centered. I mean, all the silliness. It's it, youth camp. It's youth camp. It's gotta be you got, you've got to be. It's got to be silly. But, yeah. man, uh, when it's time to turn the silliness off, we get very serious about our walk with Christ. Now, who's our, your speaker this week? That's Keith Boggs. He's, a, he's kind of a – he does men's ministry. And his wife does uh, women's ministries. Uh, a spectacular organization, Momentum, and um, Momentum Ministries, I believe, something like that. And uh, so, yeah, we brought them in. We actually have a uh, movie star uh, here at camp yeah. doing the youth side of it. Okay. Uh, his name's Josh McLeod. And if you saw Facing the Giants, he was he did the death crawl. He was Brock. Oh. And he did the death crawl. And so he's in uh, teaching our youth this week or, pre- or preaching to our youth this week. Amazing guy. Really cool. And uh, we have Pete Tackett, who is out of Antioch Baptist Church in Johnson City. Uh, we used to make him do all the silly stuff, and now we've let him graduate up to the serious stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he's always been really good to just take a joke and, and do anything I ask. And I've asked some really silly things of him. I, I know his heart. I know he, his DNA is just like mine. He's, he's more mature, and he's uh, more theologically – he can – express that better than me but i think when you peel back the layers we have the same dna and uh, i love i love him to death he was a mentor you know he started the um the east tennessee like the holston baptist uh association meeting that was in the winter and so he started that so he's, he's been a mentor from afar i've not real been real close to pete but i love keeping up with him and you talk about a redemption story. You talk about somebody that's taking care of business in his community for Christ. Wow. It's amazing. He's a great so, guy. Yeah, he is a good guy. Well, so how do we, I mean, I know you've, you've taken a break with, with Outback Camp. I guess what I would like to know, so how do you take a camp, you begin it, and you maintain it, and, and it just continues on? Because here, here, this is not just a camp that you started and you asked some local churches that were just kind of nearby, but this thing got big. Yeah, it was huge. So, yeah. so and it continued. So, how did it continue like that? Uh, it was relationships. Uh, we, for the last twenty years, we have been as tight mm-hmm. as we were doing camps. Uh, Matthew Warren out of Coopertown Baptist Church, one of my best friends in the ministry, and we're tight. I mean, we, we can go two years without seeing each other and we pick up and it's, you know, he called, I, I, I made a tie dye t-shirt for him yesterday. I'm like, dude, 
I miss you so much. I about started crying making it. And I was just like, I, I want Matt to be here. And I called him. I said, I love you, man. He goes, I'm here next year. He goes, I've already blocked it out. And his church will be coming. So we, it's just through relationship. We love each other. I mean, we really, I, we, it was, it's almost to the point of, I hope we would die for each other. Um, and I think Christ is the only way that that could happen. I think that Christ is leading us in our friendship. We just, man, it, we just, it's so fun. And just all of our quirks, we celebrate quirkiness. Yeah. We celebrate the oddities of each other. I mean, we laugh at it. We, you know, we make fun of each other about it, but we genuinely love each other. And then if a new person comes in, we fall in love with them and they know it. Listen, we've had people come in and sometimes camps can be rough. Sometimes you just never know what's going to happen. So we had, we had a church leave one time and they're like, uh, we don't think we'll ever come back. And then when they got away, for about, you know, two or three weeks, he called me and goes, I'm just going to tell you. He goes, my kids really felt loved at your camp. And he goes, I'm going to be real honest. He goes, I think it was my hangup. He goes, but I felt loved too. And I was like, dude, we do love you. Come back. And, he, you know, they came back and big part of uh, Outback. So it's not like we want, we don't want numbers. I don't, I don't want to fill a camp for numbers. That, that's a lot of hassle. I want to find people that will love me and that I can fall in love with. Now we're youth ministry. Uh, it's easy as a youth pastor. You, you do all these activities and all your planning and teaching all year round. And summertime, of course, is a big time. You go to camp. It is easy not being negative about it. Do go to some sort of program that's already pre-done for you, right? And you don't have to do it. Right. It's a great program. But I think they do lose that element of relationship. Yes, I think and, so. And, and the love you're expressing with uh, other kids yeah. or other churches right. or other leaders that's not there. Right. They, they'll go back next year and not see a single person that they saw the year before. Oh, our kids from 20 years ago are still buds today. Mm. They'll see them walk. They, I saw it yesterday. They saw kids from other churches walk in. They're like, oh, there's Matlock. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and it, they picked up right where they left off 20 years ago. They hadn't seen each other in 20 years, but it was still that bond that that camp brought, that Christ brought together. Our camp is not a cattle drive. I know there's ministries that have to make money. I get it. I understand that. We don't make money. Yeah. <laughs> we lose money yeah. out of our own pocket <laughs> because we want to get the cost down so low that when I was a youth minister, if my kid didn't bring somebody that was lost or didn't go to a church, I wouldn't let them go. I said, I, I, re- I would have let them, but they knew that I was really expecting them to do that. But what, what happened when we get them to camp, I would make it to where these people that they brought, they didn't have to feel responsible. And we put them in families and they were taken care of. So that one individual didn't have the responsibility. It was the whole camp had the responsibility to love on that that individual. So it's really a beautiful thing. I know everybody's like, oh, camps, it's great. It's fun. Man, we, we bleed for each other. I think so. I think I pine away for the people. I do. I pine away for them. I will leave here and I'll be like, when's the, when's the next time we can get together and just worship Christ and be with each other. And I think that's probably what the early church was like, man. They just loved each other. I just can't get over it. It's, it's an amazing thing to see. You know, this, this culture within that, uh, uh, does it continue on? I, I know you all kind of stay in contact. Do you send out some emails, just continue I, that communication, or well, how does that all work? Well, what I've done in, in the past is I, I just made a, from time to time, I'll do uh, connections. And what I'll do is I'll pull in a picture 
uh, and just tag everybody. There was, and you know, it's was hundred kids, you know, in some pictures and I'll try to tag everyone on, or if I'll, I'll find somebody that can help me tag them because I want them to know that they were special at that camp. And so through the last 20 years, that's what I've done. You can go to John Joel Rayburn. I have every picture. I have other youth group pictures. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it's not camp pictures. I'm, I'm promoting their youth group. And so if you go to that on Facebook, you'll see that. I mean, it's, and so it was never about promoting ourselves. It was about uplifting everybody else. So here you're, you're, this is our first, your first time of the reunion. Mm -hmm. So what came about that? Why did you all, after 20 years say, okay, we're going to start a new right, uh, a rebirth, a rebirth of mm-hmm. Outback Camp. Well, COVID's a beautiful thing in some ways. And I think the isolation drove us to go inward a little bit and to stop. Uh, David Matlock's a very busy man. I'm extremely busy. Uh, COVID slowed us down. I know Matt's busy. My brother's busy. It slowed us down long enough. And, I, and God got our attention. And we just, I just called Dave and I'm like, Hey Dave, man, let's just get together. I, I was going to just get up first Baptist. We usually, we could have probably have a hundred, 150 old outbackers show up if we were that close. So he went, he goes, let's, I'll pray about it. And so while he was praying about it with his wife, my wife and I were praying about it. And I called him back. I said, dude, let's do a camp. He goes, yeah, me and Mary were thinking the same thing. And I said, but you have to be the spiritual leader. And I'll, I'll do all the grunt work in the background marketing and everything. And he was like, man, we're on the same page. I said, let's do it. So we pulled the trigger and we called you and we can't do it. We always do 4th of July week. And I called you and you're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, I, I, we started praying. I was like, God, if you want this to happen, open up that week. And two weeks later, you said, Hey man, it's open. Y'all come. And uh, our, our youth numbers are a little down because of COVID because we didn't get the vaccine thing and a lot of stuff since they're not vaccinated a lot of parents wouldn't let them come and stuff like that but next year we're maxing this thing out well you say there's not that many but l- let me tell you as a camp guy uh, going through summer camp our numbers are are pretty low in, in okay. normal right so the amount of people you brought is actually pretty high Okay, great. Yeah, great. So, so I think what do you have? You're running about 180. We're, yeah, and, we're right at about one 200 after everybody. We're, we're gonna have a lot of walk-ins, just visit. So we'll be over 200 before that's over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's pretty big camp considering uh, where we're at, where we are, yeah. are at right now. So so we're but we're gonna max it out, man. Just check us out if you'd like to come. Your little church. I mean, the big church has got the money; they can go do their thing. But yeah. the little churches, man, that's. I think that's where our our hearts at is ministering. To well, them. if a church comes to this, they are to expect, of course, great fun, uh, good relationships that are lasting, but also uh, it being uh, evangelical, evangelical, uh, missional, missional, very missional. A lot of discipleship. Yeah. It's all wrapped into one. We do not focus on one aspect of you know the the walk. Man, we we try if we try to hit you where you're at, and some kids need discipleship, but some kids are already there. They can be missional, you know. So evangelical, it's already built in. We're all about that. We uh, it's a good time. I mean, it's Christ focused. I mean, we bring in some, you know, back in the day, and I know you remember this band, the Altar Boys. That was the last band we had in here. Man, it <laughs> crazy. It was crazy. But listen, Mike Stan reached out, and we talked. 
the other day he wants to he has a rock a rockabilly band i'm like man that would fit right in with family camp well let's do it next year i mean he's out in california and he right. and so he just came in and did a concert and he he knew there was something different here and um, scott riggan who is a songwriter out of nashville we use he he loves outback he was our first worship leader we use a lot of his music shout out to him mm-hmm. scott riggan you're the best and this That's is a family camp slash youth camp. Okay, th- yeah, this is family camp. It's really family camp, which is children, which they have their own track. Uh, the adults have a track. The children have a track. The babies have a track. And the youth have a track. And so next year, I'll be solely over youth. David will be over the family. And then BJ, who was doing the youth this year, is going to be over the music. And so we, we kind of split it up. Now, now, Matt Warren will come in. He'll be over initiatives, uh, team building initiatives. Pete will come in and do uh, breakout sessions. Billy Hutchinson, who is a, um, a teacher in Charlotte, he's going to come in and do apologetics. So we, man, we, we, I mean, what, I know this is bizarre and everybody's going to roll their eyes right here, but we have, we had Larry Spargimino, who's out of Oklahoma City, come in and uh, teach about myths like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, just to have something not different, but to look at worldviews. He used it as a worldview tool. We try to bring in the best that we can. And, um, and they are the, they do, man. They love the people at the camp. We, they don't, they don't go and teach and then go hit in their room. They go and they're, they're with these kids constantly. Now I, I'll, I'll ask you this question. But you already kind of alluded to the answer anyway, but does it going to camp or going away for a couple of days, a couple of nights with your a group in your church, does it make an impact on your church? It, it impacts you. When I, was, when I did youth and I challenged my youth to bring in somebody, mm-hmm. they had to bring in somebody that didn't go to church or was lost or, or seeking Christ. I would use that to build my youth program. And every camp my youth group grew 20%. We added 20% every year. That was our big outreach. I mean, we were with each other all year. Man, I discipleshiped all year. Man, I had kids. This was a tool for them to bring their lost kids. When you make it the way Outback makes it, these people that, you know, seekers, I don't think that's even the right word, that are searching, they get in. We, We have an environment that's very loving and very, we want you to be you kind of thing. And uh, and I just tell them to take off their, their skin, leave it at the gate down there. And I want you to be free for a week. I want you, I want you to be free in Christ. And man, I've had people call me and go, you know, I just want to tell you, and I've had, I've had this written to me, uh, Outback was the only week of the year that I could get sleep because of abuse in the home. They could actually sleep. Now that's, that's what it's about, man. Kids going, just like me, man, if it wasn't for camp, I don't think I'd be here because it got me from one year to the next. And, uh, you know, we had little, you know, we'd have retreats along the way, keep, keep everybody together. And we did that probably four times. We'd get together four times a year outside of just summer camp. But summer was the big push. But yes, it will impact your church. But you've got, you got to let it impact your church. I think that's the deal. I mean, people are like, oh, you know, it was fun. Okay, great. It was fun. But what have you taken away that is changing your church, that is changing your community? And that's what we're all about. We don't want to sit and leave it here at the camp. It's got to go with us. Well, 
Joe, I appreciate you coming just sharing with us a little bit about really about your passion for camp and, and how that, that transpired. You know, I think there's a lot of, uh, of pastors and youth pastors that they, they're connecting what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But the hardest thing is trying to get there and trying to you have been over the years to really kind of uh, create this. And it's it's actually it's uh, uh, evolved in itself. Right. Exactly. And and it takes that time. But there's a lot of guys across the state. They're thinking, hey, you know, this is this makes sense to us. Yes. Because I'm going to tell you, youth directors are not joiners. I'm, I'm, I have to work at that, man. I mean, I am an introvert and I really have to work at that. But we make you join. And that's the cool thing. I mean, when I go to a, a place, I, I'm so, I feel so awkward. And here, we don't overwhelm you, but you know that you can be you. And if you're an introvert, cool, we'll celebrate that. If you're an extrovert, even better, because we're going to use yeah. that <laughs> as a tool to have fun. They can, any church can do this. Any church, even the small ones. If you're small, that's Bethelview wasn't big. I mean, but man, we, we were reaching out to 15 throughout the year probably 15 20 churches helping them grow their church and in the process god used that to help us reach and grow our ministry well joe uh, thank you for just oh man with us. it's been i am so glad that you're the director here <laughs> uh you know when i found out that you were director i was like oh kevin man yeah. he's gonna let me get away with everything <laughs> well, but I, I i haven't pushed it so I'm, yeah maybe next summer yeah we'll, yeah you'll we'll, pull me aside and go joel that's a little much we'll see we'll see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for being here uh for those who are listening right now um if you're listening to us on itunes or, or spotify uh please leave a comment or follow us and that will help others to begin to listen to this great resource also, if uh, you would like to an- ask any questions, we'd love to hear from you. You might have some questions for Joel or what we do for at TM Baptist Camps or maybe information about Outback Camp. Please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you're looking for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.